You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. I'll go see pretty much any horror movie that comes out. And I was kind of excited here, this film, which has maybe the greatest tagline I've seen in years. It's called mm-hmm. The Blackening, and the tag it's a horror movie with all black people, and it's they can't all die first. That's clever shit, right? Very and I was like, mm-hmm. I was going, you know what? There's not a lot of through the black lens horror comedies out there. There's the later scary movies, which are not great overall. Yeah. No. I mean, the first two are pretty great. Yeah, but those are mixed. Those are more... Maybe like, for the, you. The early, <laughs> the early ones, but the, the later ones are more Zuckerberg with like Charlie Sheen and Leslie are Nielsen they, I don't know. Either way. You have no idea what the fuck you're talking Either about, way, do you? they're not great overall. I'm just well, plus the first two are pretty the, Plus, they're just straight up... Grab my hand. Plus, they're straight up spoof movies. They're not really doing their own thing so much as like, hey, you remember this movie that you saw in the movie? Well, they the started that in the 2000s and it just bloomed yeah. into like, you and, know, date movie and point shit. Is we were afterwards trying to think, what other horror movies are there through the black lens? And the only one I could really think of, the horror comedies, mm-hmm. uh, was Get Out, which is definitely its own animal, mm-hmm. you know, in many ways. I mean, it's horror comedy, but, you know, the comedy more horror is than more comedy. horror than comedy. Yeah. So this, like, we're going to do a straight up, it's not a spoof, the way a scary movie is, we're like, hey, this is like the girl from the ring's going to show up. It's <laughs> it's a straight up horror comedy. Yeah. Uh, with through that, I'm like, I want to see this. I want to see them pull this out. And then I saw who was directing it. Went fuck. It's gonna be terrible. It's Tim Story, who has made two movies that are worth seeing out of all his films. One was the first Barbershop. Kim is just like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh-huh. No, continue. I agree with him on this point. Yeah. And the second is the the first Shaft requel. I would thought you were gonna see Fantastic Four. <laughs> Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> you know, I like the casting of the Silver Surfer in it. Sure. No, I mean, he's done a lot of TV, too. He's like a very competent director, but his film... The journeyman. Out, his film output, like, hit yeah. or miss. I mean, the first Barbershop is really good. good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. And it's a pure comedy. And this movie is definitely dealing with, the, I guess, the black voice through more of the Barbershop lens, mm-hmm. as, as it were. Um this is a group of people who are going to a cabin out in the woods, which first off, unrealistic, right? Would a whole group no of black, black people, people would ever stand do this? Come, yeah. <laughs> so, and we have to like, Kim, what would... I mean, I will say the characters do say out loud, like the first thing when they pull up is like, a cabin in the woods? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's common. The movie's very self-aware. I appreciate it that yeah. they acknowledge that, yes. that this is not realistic. So immediately just don't, you know, disbelief is out the door. Yeah, it's a reunion of old school friends. All gotten back back together out to go out there. And we see in the beginning, uh, so it's Jay Farrow, and who was the other person in the beginning? Orgy something, right? Her last name is Orgy. <laughs> uh, her first name is Yvonne Orgy. Okay. Uh, who are like the people who are throwing this thing, and they go into this 
room that's with a sign on it says game room and they find this weird board game called the blackening that has a big old sambo like centerpiece that talks and challenges them to start answering questions about black people or it will kill them and and you know it's right off the bat you're like oh okay this is kind of going for a scream thing right yeah i did like the voice that the sambo board game had i thought it was a really good mix of creepy and comedic so yeah. that that really impressed me off the jump, but yeah, I definitely saw some a lot of parallels between Saw in this movie. But Saw, yeah, Saw, yeah, Saw okay. very, very much Saw. There's a lot of stuff it's taking from here, but not to the point where it's like, oh, you're just doing that. It's more yeah. like nods towards all these other well-known franchises. But mm-hmm. Scream is a big one for sure. With that, the idea there's trivia questions, they have to answer the questions, or they'll die. But all of them are about like being. Are you a the a, the blackest person here? Like, right. And ultimately, that is actually a question that is encountered when the rest of the friends show up and <laughs> and encounter the scenario and realize, okay, something's going on. It has control of this house. It wants us to, for some reason, confront our own blackness and and set us against each other. What what's going to happen here? And the answer is hilarity and <laughs> and killers uh, trying to yeah. kill them. Yeah. Um. I had a good time with this, but, you know, I'm a white guy. What do I know? Joining me is another white guy. Hi, I'm right. I'm not white guy. <laughs> brown guy here, Alan. <laughs> Fully brown person over here, yeah, Kim. The, the only actual black person in the room. So whatever she thinks is something I, we're I still going to disagree ultimate with. ultimate decision on this movie. Whatever I say is correct. <laughs> but uh, just to kind of follow up on what Chris said introing the movie this whole movie is built around that premise who is the blackest person um, which came from a Comedy Central skit from about five years ago I don't know if you all knew about that but the scene in the film where the board game says um, you have to elect one person in this group of black people who is the blackest I'll kill that person first Mm -hmm. is based on the skit from Comedy Central by a a comedy troupe called Three Pete Um, a la Lonely Island, kind of that same vibe, how they're just a group of people who make skits. That sounds really familiar, yeah. Very, very funny. Um, and it has been in my mind rent-free for five years, so when <laughs> I saw this movie coming out, and they pretty much copied that exact scene yeah. from the comedy skit. I wonder, were any of them involved, were they writers on the movie or producers of any sort? Is uh, it like a direct the correlation? It's, it's a some... direct, like, lines were taken from that skit for this movie. The exact board game, or it a board game wasn't involved, but... There was the there were killers who were asking that question. Oh, I mean, like of the two writers, huh. one of them is was on uh, Second City, uh, which is one of the big ones in Chicago. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I can't remember the other one did some shit too. But, but a that, lot of the actors here, like one of them is like was a writer on The Daily Show. You know, I mean, there's a lot of talent here oh, in yeah. this cast. Really, and a lot of chemistry. It was man. It's funny that you said that because I wasn't like this. Feels like a movie that is like a stretched out skit. But like usually that's bad. But it really it was like it was really entertaining. It, it, it never the loses movie. steam. Well, not necessarily. I mean, there are times when it loses. It loses steam. Or some it, traction, but it gets it back. Yeah, it, it, it loses that. some traction of just like uh, I would say more like film technique than anything else. But like the chemistry between all the characters throughout is so fun. Like that, that was one of the things I kept on thinking about. I was like I just want to watch them. I, I I almost like get the fucking killers out of here. Like yeah. I just wanted to just see a movie with all of them interacting. 
continuously and also them being afraid <laughs> just like not knowing what to do is like their their reactions to everything is so funny and i like that with an ensemble cast like this not everyone is just the same voice no everybody yeah. has a very different reaction to the way things happen based on their character and who we've established them the type of person that they are yeah, yeah. and their relationships with each other play into the decisions they make and these are things you don't always see in horror films ensemble horror films like this where you're like oh these are distinctly different characters here and they mm-hmm. it is interesting watching the way things develop based on those things yeah um and with any, the, you know, sorry well, with the one exception of the character clifton played by jermaine fowler who is what's he's playing urkel basically oh man it is it's a really uh, bad impression of urkel the whole movie it's, it's just like and, 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 yeah he's, he's got the, the the lip pulled down low like he's got like some sort of you physical could, you could sort of argue why he has that and he talks like this the whole time yeah, yeah. It's, it's, he's the only character that is truly like turned up to a level that's like a different frequency that all the rest of the performers are of the on. tone yeah. yeah yeah it doesn't work quite frankly and and just his very existence sets up things that you know are going to play out a certain way that it's kind of annoying you're like okay and and for, for me that didn't bug you that much because with a movie like this i mean as like a horror fan the horror is not the point of this movie. no it's like no. it's just you know it's table setting for the comedy. Yeah. And like while that is sort of annoying for the most part, like it didn't bother me that I knew what the beats were going to be because I never really knew what the reactions from the characters were going to be along the beats. And that's what was kind of fun and unique for it for me. Yeah. Like even though like, yeah, clear is like this is a non-spoiler talk, but if anyone from the trailer, you probably have an idea. It's just like. Yeah, but it's fine because I'm laughing the whole time, yeah, so it's fine. I agreed. It skips past also a lot of the most obvious jokes in this scenario. Like mm-hmm. it'll hit them, but it goes past them real fast to get to the actual jokes. And I like that where it'd be like, no, no, you got to make sure he's dead. It just skip right past that to the actual joke that's coming. And you're yeah. like, okay, that's cool. I, I like the fact that it doesn't like hover too much on things we've seen a billion times already. In fact, there are a lot of really original comedy moments in this. I was like, wow, that was pretty fucking clever. Yeah. Yeah, it moves at a breakneck pace. Breakneck pace. It does, and it's a bottle film. Keep in mind, it's not like the Scream films where right. it goes all over the place and follows them in different locations. It's all in this one cabin. Uh, you know, as is certainly a, a genre trope in in these type of films as well. Like a cabin but, in the woods sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but there's points that it makes you think maybe there's something metaphysical going on early on, and there's like it plays with a lot of stuff. It never. I mean, by the end, you know what happened, but even so, there's like, there's like one joke that shouldn't work and it does about them just through sort of looking at each other and facial things are basically telepathically oh. communicating with each other. Oh yeah. But, I don't know if I, I really enjoyed that joke. Yeah, it, really? It was one uh, of those ones that went it, up and down, but yeah. in the end it paid off. Oh, uh, the punchline of it, it paid was off. so yeah, good. Definitely yeah. at the end, but for the first three quarters of the film, every time it came up, I was like, oh, this is just kind of taking me out of it. Why are they doing this? <laughs> it's... But I did want to mention with the Clifton character, I feel like they were playing to the cheap cheap seats mm. with that performance. And I think they could have downplayed that character a bit and made it, written it a little smarter. So we knew he he was an outcast of the group without making him full on like speech impediment, dorky. Um, in the whole movie, they were, they were openly making him awesome ostracizing him yeah. to the point that it was like you know they could have written it a little bit smarter for me that character yeah, yeah. It, it, that's the biggest thing is that mostly everything else wasn't obvious but he was yeah. and Every- that's was like just kind of a 
big mix misstep. Yeah, he just felt like he was he was the one character who was from a sketch comedy. Yeah, thing he he felt and, easy. Yeah, 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 and that's that was like you everything for the most part in this is pretty goddamn funny and, and really well written. I, I thought and uh, and everyone's chemistry is great. I mean, even his chemistry with the rest of the group was good well, enough. No, he, he's, you, there's some really funny moments with him in the movie. Yeah, yeah. But in the contrast, because I was in a. Even in the openings movie, they all get there and they're hanging out. I was like, because I've been on group trips like this, like eight people, nine people. And it really is. You sit around, drink, talk, and play games. And so often in movies, they get that type of thing just wrong. It, it was something like that feels so grounded. And it's like, yeah, this seems really like natural and real. Yeah. In contrast to his character, he really sticks out. Which yeah. like brings me to like my biggest issue with the movie, which I like this movie quite a bit. It is like the horror elements of it when they when the movie dips into like in the way his character is portrayed is in the writing of that, like for the mystery or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when like filmically, when they're shooting like the tent scenes or the scenes that are meant to be scary, it just is not it's just not scary. It's because it's not really it's not an effective horror. It's a really effective comedy. And like when those, when the punchline to those horror scenes come, it's funny. Well, but the horror stuff doesn't work. For you, me. Uh, uh, well, I, I agree with what Alan's saying, mainly because they killed a lot of the tension in the horror scenes with me because they were, the characters bickered too much. I think a lot of their bickering was funny, but there were probably two or three scenes where the bickering was so just unnecessary and felt stupid for the characters to be doing. And that, took a lot of the suspense out of the scene for me personally. And I, it, it really dulled down the horror to jump away from, oh, are, is someone going to be killed? To, oh, well, you're sleeping with your ex and I'm your best friend. But, you know, like just these meaningless arguments when someone's probably about to be murdered. Yeah. So I, I felt like there was some, it was a bit disconjointed. I mean, as Alan said, this whole movie is a set piece for the comedy, not the yeah, other way yeah. around. So, I mean, get it. But at the same time, I wish they had found that balance a little bit better as well, yeah. where you're like, oh, there are points you're genuinely scared. There's nothing in here that's scary. No. It's not Which, even well, trying. One of really. the things that they do, though, with like the quote-unquote tension that they build and then something quote-unquote scary happens, what they do a few times that I thought worked really well is they double down on it uh, and made it a very comedic moment that I've not really seen too many times before. And uh, like there's a let's say there's a crossbow and let's just say it's used a couple of times in the same situation. Yes. Like that is fucking funny. That, that's great. And that's the thing. And is, it's used a third time too yeah. with one of the, the, I forget her name. Uh, I was like, that's hysterical. It's, <laughs> it's when the purpose of the scene is driven towards the joke. It ends up being, it works. Yeah. And the few times where the purpose is to go towards like a scare, it just falls flat. And there's, there's another, I don't even know if it's meant to be funny, but there's one really, really, off-putting scene in the movie i don't want to spoil what it is it involves a fight that just like, oh yeah the editing and like the, the way style was done everything about it, it felt, i felt like it was done in reshoots or they didn't have it so it, it was just it stuck like a sore thumb it fell so flat in the theater people were like i feel like i could hear people scratching their heads it's like what the fuck is happening and then it gets past that and the movie gets back on the track but at that moment i was like is this movie like falling apart right now it's yeah. so weird i don't yeah. I, I don't want to spoil what it is so, but. yeah i think we all agree that the horror was the the lacking in some areas but the comedy itself mm -hmm. when it was just going full comedy it was their strongest moments oh yeah especially when it was the whole group together there were several scenes where the group was together and they needed to figure out um a puzzle or answer some questions um that the board <laughs> game the sambo board game asked and those questions were fully uh like 
black directed questions. Um, yeah, I didn't like, know the answers to any of yeah, them. Yeah, but it was fun, especially if you I would survive for a few rounds. <laughs> I knew most of the answers, um, but not bragging. <laughs> but it was it's fun watching it as a as a black person in the audience because you get to stop and think, oh, do I know the answer to these questions? How black am I? So there was an interactive element to the movie that I find really enjoyable as yeah. a black person that I don't know really translate it to other people just because, you know, it's not their culture or their entertainment. Right. The, we saw it in a, a, a full theater uh, rather than just a straight press screening. And like during that scene when uh, they're going through the questions, you can audibly hear people like, like what? Yeah, they're talking amongst themselves. Yeah, and they're, like, they're this trying, to, is trying to get the answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is fantastic. And like, and it felt like, in, in an odd way, one of the most, like, I just such engaging just theater no, experience that I've had in a long time. I was saying just before we started recording that one of the questions is related to math in a Nas song. <laughs> like, and I was I know the song really well. You mean. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like trying in my head, like trying to like remember the verse. And I was like, yeah, right when the character was like kind of saying the verse, and I was like, <laughs> and then he got to the answer. I was like, oh, that, that was it. I was so close. Like it was like, like that type of engagement. Just like if you have, there's a question about Fresh Prince. Like there are things related to like black culture and pop culture over the years. Yeah. But if you have any touch point with them, it's really fun. It's interactive audience participation in those moments. Yeah. It's yeah. Really good. Agreed. Why don't you go on to your final thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was pretty excited for this screening and for the movie. The trailer really worked for me when I, I first saw it. It came out of nowhere. I was like, Oh man, this movie's coming out in two weeks. And like, it looks funny. And I was pleasantly like, I don't even know. Surprised. I was this, what's the word I'm looking for? Satisfied. Satisfied. I was pleasantly satisfied with the result. Like, and the horror stuff doesn't really work, but that's not really the goal. There that's is, not the point. There is, it's a pure comedy with some social commentary, and it's not like beating over the head. It's not like, you know, to use like extra woke about it, or it's like, oh, we like, it's just, it's a pure comedy that has like um, strong themes and a really good cast. So I really. Really dug it. I'm in the like, of course, I know I won't get into spoilers. I I always struggle with these reviews getting it. I want to start talking about stuff that like I really like. Sure. But, you know, yeah, yeah. So I'll stop myself there and I will. We, we didn't stop watching horror or big movies or mysteries. <laughs> yeah. We'll be okay then. Yeah, like, if we just watch a random comedy, like, and they fall in love. Yeah, yeah. And, we can uh, just go through the whole thing. I, always, I don't know what I'm going to say of my thing. I'll give seven and a half out of ten. Arrows from a crossbow. Kim? So I was really excited about this film as well because I'd seen that skit a couple years ago and I knew that that was going to be an element of this film and, and the film would be built around that. I think they made a smart decision instead of just having the serial killer say, you know, send out the blackest to make it into a board game. They made that a fun element. They, um, at the beginning, as an audience member, you don't know if the a uh, killer is supernatural or um, a physical, like a, a human killer. And then we have a couple red herrings thrown in that keep you kind of guessing throughout the film. So I thought that was really fun. And like I've already mentioned, it was really interactive. My favorite part, of course, um, is the ensemble cast. It's a fairly big cast, but I feel like every single character had their own personality. That was uh, very clear. And we already mentioned the one character that was a little bit of a caricature. But um, I feel like that was the strongest element of this film because I've seen other films that people consider really good that were also ensemble cast. 
um, something that me, Chris, and Wright were on last year, Glass Onion, my biggest issue with that film was the friend group in it were not believable friends to me. And that took me out of the film. So but, the scene, but if you remember on that review, no, we no, all no, decided Chris, you were Chris, wrong. I'm right, remember? But today I'm right. He's right. So, <laughs> no. Hey, right is what? Oh, wait. No, 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 that's not the way. That, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, but you're not talking about this movie. You're talking about Glass Onion. So you can still be wrong about that. Fine. So anyway, for the people listening who know that I'm secretly right. Um, Glass Onion Ensemble, horrible. Film was good. Ensemble was horrible. Brought it down for me. This one was the opposite, where I think the writing could have been better. Hold on, hold on. The ensemble was great. The film was awful. Exactly. Exactly. No, but <laughs> the writing, I think, could have been uh, sharper. And we had spoken a little bit before we started the review that I would have loved somebody like Issa Rae on the writing staff mm-hmm. to just punch it up because she's so effortlessly funny. Brilliant. And, yeah, brilliant. Genius. And this film could have used some genius. Tim Story is not the best director, but I think with a really, really strong writer in his corner, this could have been something like Jordan Peele level get out, you know, like really mm-hmm. um, classic. Um, in, in Like Nope. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nope was genius. I'm nope sorry. was also bad. But <laughs> um, with a better writer, this could have been a really great film. But the ensemble cast were doing the absolute best they could with what they had. Um, so that being, and there were also a really good amount of comedy, like um, action scenes that were comedic. Which I always enjoy that. Those are like my two favorite genres in one. So I always enjoy that. I'm going to give this for the culture um, a seven and a half out of ten shots of Henny. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Right? I was laughing quite a bit. I think you guys. Oh, we heard. You were like Robert De Niro in that theater. (laughs) (laughs) I was vaping in the theater, too. I was cape fearing that shit. Um Uh, uh, so I, I really, really liked this. Uh, I thought it was really funny. I love the, the, the actors in it, the ensemble, uh, we, we've all said it now, like it's not really a horror, it's a comedy. And I, um, I, I kind of forgave, I started to forgive a lot of the, the writing and some of the characters and, and, and even like the bickering, like, again, it was more of like, God, I, I, I could watch almost like a TV show with these people. It was almost like, it kind of felt like search party in a lot of ways uh, for, on show. HBO. Yeah. I was like, Oh God, I just want to see all these characters in like a murder mystery or like that show. Uh, the after party or after party. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I really liked it. Tim story's direction is still f- fairly flat uh it's just more just like need to get the shot and that's kind of about it and then some of the shots are just like i don't know why you shot it that way um but uh i thought it was competent and i thought the the actors really gave it their all i thought that the again the chemistry was so goddamn strong that it they carried me through it i just wanted to get back to them anytime it was like Honestly, showing any of the like the the killer stuff is like oh, fuck. Just get to, get back to the friends. I just want to see them doing stuff again and talking to each other. No, um, it's uh, living single. You mean living single? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give it. Uh, actually, this this is one of my favorite movies so far this year. Like this this really got me going. I it's, was on like, the, it's up there for me. It's too. kind of I mean, over, yeah, as far as a good I, like, time in the theater. Yeah, such a great time. I just again, I, definitely nothing funnier than this so far. Um, I'm going to give it. Eight and a half out of, or not eight and a half, I'm sorry, eight out of ten, um, uh, the first Aunt Viv. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, you know, we've all talked about how much you know, this works as a comedy. Um, we've talked very little about its aspects as a horror film. And certainly that stuff is still here. It's proceeding as a horror film. It's proceeding quickly as a horror film. It's just not trying to be scary. It's not concerned really with being scary. But there's a lot of stuff happening that is, as a horror fan, smartly grabbing from other popular franchises without being so on the nose about it that you're like, oh, well, you're just ripping that off. Um, it, it's fusing a bunch of stuff in an interesting way. And the characters are relating to these things in a scream similar meta way, but not in the same way. Um, fusing in, you know, the fact that inescapably their blackness is a huge part of the story, but not hitting all the most obvious rungs on the ladder. You know, uh, I was pretty impressed with that. I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it quite a bit. Yes, Tim Story's direction is flat. It's usually pretty flat. He is a workmanlike director. Sorry, Tim. Uh, but he gets the job done and ultimately makes a movie that I have a feeling is probably going to have some serious legs for yeah. audiences. I mean, honestly, horror movies in the theater, like horror movies can play in wide release with literally no stars in them if they're a decent enough horror film yeah. and do well because audiences go to see horror movies in the theater and 75% non-white audiences for that as well. Like, I mean, really, if you go to press, when I go to press screenings for horror films, it's 75% non-white almost every single time. And that's intentional. They, the way yeah. they know it, they give out passes at places that are more black and Mexican frequented. They know exactly what they're doing because these are the people that are coming out to see these movies and me. Right. And, <laughs> uh, and I think um, it's really a smart play. To, I mean, not uh, the movie itself. It's yeah. like, yeah, I really hope this is like more of like kind of one of those sleeper hits. Yeah. Just like, oh, no, I could see this being actually a, like a pretty decent sized hit. You know, yeah. I mean, we're not talking like a Marvel film or anything sized, but like nonetheless doing pretty well. And honestly, I would be shocked if there's not like eight sequels to this movie that progressively get worse as they go along there, there's definitely <laughs> gonna be uh, a... don't wish that on this <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm not saying i wish it i'm just saying i'd be shocked if there were they'll definitely if this is even a moderate hit there will be a sequel oh yeah, yeah. what would it be called I, I don't know but the thing is you could do it and just that you should reboot it every black time again, blackening the black, <laughs> black again <laughs> black again <laughs> back in black back in black black Electric Blackaloo. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but no, I did really enjoy this. I'm going to give it seven and a half, which seems to be the dominant paradigm here, out of ten uh, block anthems that I'm embarrassed to say I didn't know was a thing. It's not embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, why would you? Really? I, I had no idea. I was like, am I supposed to know <laughs> why this? Why wouldn't he? What do you mean? <laughs> Wait, did well, you know about it? Of course. D what's the second verse? We don't have time to get into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> 